0: To today on Broadway for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer,
1: Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley Steves and Aki woke up to the same news oh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Regarding sure. the court theater. Could you believe this? Did you know this was happening? I mean, vaguely
1: because of uh, our group text, but otherwise, oh. before that,
0: I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was very clearly, there was some article that was posted on Twitter and then the article was deleted and, and everybody rap. was. Retweeting yeah. them because they didn't delete the tweet Which it I thought was very it was a adorable a <laughs>
1: curious decision To do that and leave it up Because yeah, I looked it up on Twitter After hearing the news in our group chat And came across it And was surprised to see That I was getting any news relating to it Because you would think As a social media person You would delete both the article and the tweet But blessed be they did not So the news was still flying around On
0: Tuesday Fun fact, that's usually run by two different people, which I have learned. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I think that it was one of those cases of like, oh, well, that person's off the clock. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. 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 Day shift, night shift. Whoops. Exactly. But uh, for Broadway news, if you're curious what we're talking about, the Court Theater will have a historic renaming welcoming the James Earl Jones Theater later this year. It will unveil the new name. For after some long time, you know, coming renovations, the changes made by the yeah. Schubert organization in recognition of Jones's long Broadway career, the renaming will establish the theater as the second in Broadway history to be named after a person of color. Uh, up a hundred percent. That means of uh, two. Yeah. In We're at in two. the history. We're at two. <laughs> the first, of course, being August Wilson, of course. Uh, a formal dedication ceremony is planned uh, for when the theater reopens later this year. But, you know, this is like this is the home where he made his Broadway debut in yeah. 1958 yep. Sunrise at Campobello. This is huge. And I, I love this homage to not only him, his work, but also A community of uh, black theater creators That have not given their flowers You know, they've not been given their due And so um, this is just a step to me In in the right direction
1: Absolutely, and that's essentially What I was going to say there I saw a tweet on Wednesday After this news was officially announced um, From King Kenny Leone Who basically said, you know We have a lot of progress to make But Especially young black children are going to look up at the theater and see this is a giant, um, look what I can be. And I always think that's so beautiful. Uh, we have talked extensively in the past two years of all the work that Broadway needs to do in regard to racial equity. And there is so, so, so much work to do. And this obviously doesn't. It doesn't even make a dent, maybe doesn't make a dent at all, but it is certainly beautiful to see. As you mentioned, there's the construction going on as well. So we're going to come out of that this long, long period of construction at this point, and it's going to have a new name for someone who's maybe the greatest actor, greatest living actor, certainly.
0: Yeah, no, no question there. I was really excited by this. At first yeah. I was like, ah, huh? and then I went, oh my God, duh. Yeah, it only <laughs> make completely makes sense. It's like, if
1: you're going to rename a theater to an actor, uh, you, you know, to, uh, to honor an actor, I should say, what, other actor (laughs) would even begin to make sense and James Earl Jones is such a titan in all industries uh, you know all subsets of acting all industries too he's an excellent mechanical engineer as we know
0: you know it's funny because like I think a lot of times because the court is on kind of like the uh you know more like closer to seventh and sixth of yeah, yeah, yeah. side of of Broadway. And so yeah. a lot of times like we're putting like smaller plays in there. And I kind of like the idea that we're kind of rebranding the court in a sense. Yeah. Like the James Earl Jones Theater might be a home to like developmental plays or like plays by that people be of beautiful. color, hopefully. You know, like it's always been funny to me that, you know, the August Wilson has not always, cause I know that's not how this works. Sure. But, you know, has not gotten to house things all the time like a Passover. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how we're able to utilize this moment. And also it gets the shiny new
1: theater essentially to come back to. It's not like you're slapping yeah. the name, not, you know, not to discredit any of the theaters. And most of the theaters need a lot of work right now from bathrooms to legroom and elevators and everything in between. The legroom. The legroom. You please, and I. God. Now, uh,
0: just truly, what are we doing, yeah, guys? We're suffering. We're suffering. Some of us have to extend the knee. <laughs> oh my God, please, yes.
1: Or, you know, get upstairs in general. Elevators would be nice. But all that to say, like, not to disparage any of the theaters or anything, but it's nice that we're renaming this in honor of somebody so profound and great, um, in a theater that's getting all this work done and putting all this money into it and, Will be very welcoming to come back to
0: every day. I don't see the cat on a tin, a cat on a hot tin roof that he did. Yeah. on Broadway is the day that I grow crow's feet on That's sides of my face.
1: That's fair. Moisturize, so, baby.
0: Oh my gosh! I really hyaluronic acid. Ooh, hyaluronic acid. Absolutely. Everyone, mix it with your moisturizer. What are we doing? That's Drink deep. water. Retinol. Um, speaking of drinking water, uh, the new musical, The Bedwetter, I'm running at Atlantic Theater <laughs> Company. Ooh, Am I great? Ooh, chef's kiss. <laughs> Because April 30th through June 19th will star, drumroll please and thank you, Mm -hmm. recent star of Carolina Change and Our Elsa and Ghost and Hair and everything else, (laughs) Casey Levy and BB Newworth, the queen herself, they will star in the show. I know that this is a different... That's a different cast than, than what we thought was happening. Um, I know that Stephanie yeah. J. Block was, was right, a part of this production right. at one time. This is very curious, but I, I do recognize and appreciate that Sarah Silverman is very dedicated to telling this story. Yeah. It's based on her memoir, um, with, uh, women that are of Jewish descent. So, um, I know that, you know, in keeping that, Casey is, is such an incredible pick. True. Uh, joining the two of them are Zoe Glick in the role of Sarah, Ashley Blanchett, Rick Chrome, Ellen Marie Marsh, and more uh, yeah. are set to star in this show. I'm really excited. You know, that this musical is the last score developed by Adam Schlesinger, who passed yeah. away from COVID-19. So I'm loving that, you know, we're gonna continue to honor his works. He's yep. incredible. Yeah, amazing. Um, but the cast is stacked. I I'm gonna mention it later in the show uh for my recommendation. But Rick Crom is is a is a dear, lovely. He was my first stand-up coach. Oh, um, uh, that's I, so sweet. I, yeah, he I I lo- I love him so much. Like he he probably has no idea how much I adore him. Um, but he really changed my life and and how I tell stories and and tell jokes and and like I got my first gig at like the Comedy Cellar because of him. And mm. he's just um getting to see him on a Broadway stage again, hopefully, or at at least in you know the musical theater sense at Atlantic yeah. Theater Company. I, you guys are in for a treat If you aren't familiar with his work I'm going to get into it later But um, yeah I'm I so, so excited. excited to see this cast Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> lovely I am not familiar with his work So I'm very excited to check him out uh, And excited to check out this musical in general we, we got the announcement for it Either during the early days of the shutdown Or right before it I think we had initially heard a little bit about it Before the shutdown But time is a mess now And I can't remember <laughs> anything Time doesn't exist, Actually, barely exists <laughs> And, you know, it's a construct anyway But B.B. Newworth back on a stage Casey on a stage Sarah Silverman I've never read her memoir I don't know about you I am absolutely going to check it out Before it arrives yeah, on all the stages
0: here Recent sponsor of ours, Audible I believe yeah. there's an Audible version of it as well I believe so, so um, as well Yeah,
1: yeah. So, going to check this
0: out Uh Excited to see it, for sure Yeah, I can't wait So the new musical K-pop is eyeing a Broadway run in the fall according to an equity casting notice. Because as we know, when they put that up, they're not playing around. Uh, Luna, the K-pop star, is rumored to headline the production, and if you notice in the Equity casting notice, that uh, she's like the the star of the show, like the, mm-hmm. the principal yeah. role is not listed, so they aren't seeking anyone for it. But the rest mm-hmm. of the cast is, which kind of tells us that maybe that's a true statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, K-pop was set to have its pre-Broadway run at DC Signature Theater last year, but the run was canceled because of pandemic-related logistical mm-hmm. challenges. Uh, the musical premiered ars nova in 2017 earned three lucille lortel awards seven drama desk nominations in 2018 um i've heard rumors of it being in a circle type of space Mm -hmm. like a square peg in a round hole situation
1: interesting
0: right i just you know you know how i feel i don't need to get on a soapbox About Asian representation, especially in theater, Um, and I know you guys uh, talked about the uh, public theater, which we're you know we have more public theater um, Asian American uh, stories to talk about today, Um, but we got to do it. (laughs) Like you know, I'm I'm so excited for this type of show to exist on Broadway, and I'm excited for it to be shared by people that live these experiences. So the idea that if if it's true that Luna is doing it, that's huge. Um, picking people that are, are true to heritage is also really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice a lot in casting, sometimes like, you know, with like Saigon or, or other shows, you know, people go or allegiance even. Like, you know, there's there've been times when we've had Asian American presence on Broadway, which is really exciting. And then you see mm-hmm. that the story is, is about, you know, a Japanese, you know, heritage story yes. and then it's told. Um, by people not representing that culture and and it just becomes this thing happens of like, all well, time. all Asians get to play all Asians. I'm like, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let let some people tell their stories and um not to say that their experience isn't valid. It's just more so that we don't get to have the right representation all the time. Totally,
1: yeah. It becomes so. it unfortunately becomes very whitewash because of that. It happens all the time. I look at casting notices for literally a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime there is And on major projects, especially on major projects, unfortunately, anytime there is a specific categorization, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, whatever, it is always looped in all together of who can apply for this? Asian people, Asian American people. It's like, well, can we can we not can we not do that can we be a little bit more
0: specific and yeah.
1: you know let people tell their stories the way they should be told
0: yeah i think um given our uh, timely i don't want to say timely uh, just given our current um climate yeah. as far as AAPI representation mm-hmm. and a lot of hate crimes yeah. i think it's really really exciting and important for these um positive shows to come out. You know, like we talked about celebrating black joy and not always having you know uh finally you know a black playwright gets their work produced and the only thing that people are willing to throw their money at Slavery is if and it's death. poverty porn. Yep. Right. So I love the idea that we're celebratory and and this this could be really really uh life changing for a lot of people. So just say it. go see it when <laughs>
1: okay. go see it when it's finally here. I have I've I've, I've heard a couple of the songs because Max Vernon used to do a residency at Joe's Pub. Joe's Pub back when I was a cabaret editor, so I've seen him perform some of the songs from that with prior cast members, with his co-creator Helen Park, and it's... I I don't like comparing shows, especially when there's a show currently going on Broadway, but it has very similar energy to Six, and it's kind of one it is. Well, yeah! Well, yeah, obviously, but it is one of those shows that is absolutely gonna just have... an insane fan base already does but even bigger if it hits broadway just the energy of it all
0: yeah i'm i'm just thrilled at this because a lot of people don't realize the fandom and maybe they do now finally um but it's it's massive oh yeah oh my god um I'm just, uh, oh, I'm just excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking of more API joy, Out of Time at the Public Theater opened to reviews last evening, and um, I'm just excited to share a few of those. So New York Times' Laura Collins-Hughes uh, writes, the five performers are Asian-American actors all over 60, deep into careers in which their odds of working have been far tougher than for their white contemporaries. And Out of Time, they step into the frame, figuratively speaking, mostly, to tell wide-ranging stories that touch on grief and heritage and the pandemic on adult children and cultural cancellation on making art and pulling off an optical illusion. Um, I love that synopsis. I yeah. think that that absolutely ties it together. And of course, all the reviews kind of touch on each individual um, Monologue, which I won't get into here, but I think that that's worth the the read as well. Mm. And then Juan A. Ramirez for Theaterly writes: Bookend invites two strongest monologues and performances. Out of time is very much of the here and now. COVID nineteen and its many effects are mentioned matter of factly, without sentimentality or a cloying intention of being relevant. As such, it flows smoothly despite the end of times vibe sustained throughout many of its pieces. You know, I uh, it's it's so challenging. To, to talk about these people and these sure. performers and and knowing, you know, what what has, what happened, what transpired last week with with um, yeah. someone performing at, at the public. And I just I love the idea that these stories are being told and by people of a certain age. And I just I just recommend that you go. I've been trying yep. to see this show. Yeah, <laughs> um, I unfortunately, but I know that I'll. Yeah, unfortunately, um, not going to get a chance to see it. But yeah. Same, um, but I just encourage people to take the time to to read about those monologues. I can't wait to read the the text themselves yeah. and um, support more work like this. So Absolutely. thank you all for yeah. Um, a new musical by Aaron's and Flaherty, the team behind Anastasia and Ragtime. You've heard of them, right? I've heard of it. Do you, you know them? Um, they, they've written some things a little bit. Yeah. Um, they have developed a new show to premiere at Florida's um, Oslo Repertory Theater, starring Jason Daniel Lee. Which I'm like, yes, gang. Um, okay, yes, a new musical starring him. And then the brightest stars, reuniting from Bright Star, Hannah Ellis and Paul Alexander mm. Nolan. Yeah, I said it. I'm a Pan fan. <laughs> um, Ellen Harvey and Nathan Southstone. I... I'm so excited for my friend Nathan. He is uh, departing the Hades Town tour to do this very this specific show. He is fantastic. Uh, we've talked about him on the show before because you know he was starring in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, right. but he's also like an incredible songwriter. And he and Michaela Diamonds' um, duo, their their band, is just. They have a phenomenal new album oh, out. Nice. Anyways, I'm excited to see him in this mm-hmm. show. Knoxville is based on a uh, which is Paul Alexander Nolan's character. Um, his autobiographical novel, A Death in the Family, and the story follows like his struggle to write about his gripping loss. And the effect it has on his and his mother's life uh, The world premiere production begins April 15th Running through May 11th I don't think this is the last we'll hear about this show Oh god no
1: Especially if you have someone <laughs> like Jason Danieli in the role And everyone else that you already mentioned I, And just and, uh, Naren's and Flaherty musical in general Which having a new one is incredibly exciting And we should be putting on other productions of their work Especially revivals of their work
0: Are you saying that you want a ragtime revival? I'm not not saying that yeah,
1: but I'm not not also saying that I would throw literally any amount of money at it.
0: Would you just have it star Audra? Yeah. Like, again. I like, just, would you just do that? Just,
1: uh, it could be anything. Like, what, are we talking about literally any production of anything ever made? Yeah, it should star Audra.
0: I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. I mean, you know, Paradise Square is in the style of it. So maybe that's your version of it. Certainly, in
1: in the style is sure.
0: Yeah, in the style. Okay, so over at fifty nine, all of their problems could be solved by putting Audra in. Ain't that it? Um, So over at 59 (laughs) East 59 Theater, Director's Company Production of The Lucky Star has announced the full cast and creative team with their previews starting off-Broadway on April 26th and then running through June 12th at Theater A. The drama features Sky, Alyssa Friedman, Danny Gavigan, Nina Hellman, Eva Kaminsky, Alexa Shea-Nysiak, Ali Silver. It's nice to see her again. And then Steven Skybell. Like, literally, it just sounds like, oh, and Stuart Zagnett. Stewie, Stewie Zach. <laughs> was an icon. If you don't know Stuart Zagnett, he was also, he did Carolina Change as well, but um, I remember him most fondly from News These. Uh, he's just a, like a joy to watch oh, on stage. Right. He's just i love him um 59 east 59th Volt festival also will feature three new york city premieres by one underrepresented writer so karen hartman is the inaugural playwright um and to focus the year's festival this is like the first time they're doing this um in addition to the director's company for the lucky star so um they've got a lot of new stuff coming down the pipe um, i love this theater i i'm i'm excited for that yeah totally it sounds all very exciting So now I want to read to you, if you need some suggestions of things to watch, to stream, to listen to, Broadway World has put it together, starting with, uh, for the month of March. So (laughs) Mamma Mia is now streaming on Peacock, Gigi, the Leslie Caron, like, 1958, you know, musical Mm -hmm. film. It's now streaming on HBO Max. West Side Story, as of today, is featured on HBO Max and Disney Plus. Oh, excuses. I swear to God, if you've not done it. (laughs) Hello. Stop messing with me, um, Sorry. Joe versus I'll Carol. Watch
1: it. I will watch it in the next couple of days. I promise. By the next time, I'm hurt your by feelings. Actually, <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the next time you and I are on an episode together, I will have seen West Side Story. I promise. Hold me to it. Okay, deal.
0: Well, that well, that's fine because I'm off a couple of days. Yeah, next exactly. Week, so. yeah. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. You bought yourself some a little time. Bit of time. You're welcome. A little bit of time. Uh, <laughs> starting march 3rd which is when this episode comes out if you forgot about this then you're like everyone else but it's happening (laughs) and against my will i will watch this joe versus carol on peacock stars tony winner and also just like honestly my king john cameron mitchell starring as the tiger king himself joe exotic alongside carol baskin as Kate McKinnon no. as Carol Baskin. Uh, so <laughs> be, I, that would be I don't quite know what the acting that.
1: experience. Carol Baskin as Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin.
0: You know that one of them could do it. Certainly one. One was on Dancing with the Stars, and it's not that one. Um if you've never watched Central Park, it's one of my favorite animated series. Uh it features Josh Gad, Leslie Adam Jr., Debbie Diggs, uh Titus Burgess, Billy Porter. There's so many people in it, but it's um it is so good. Uh, If you have Apple TV Plus, you need to binge the first season and then watch the second one when it comes out on March 4th. Then, mm. of course, Bridgerton comes out. I, you know, it is I'm I'm not interested, but like, whatever. Uh, and then,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. it's not our area. It goes in with the Crown,
0: Downton Abbey, Gilded Age stuff, but it looks pretty. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Starting March 11th, you can listen to Betty Buckley sing "Sondheim." Damn right. I mean, I will tell me that's the, that's, of course, the best option. Uh, Mia yeah. Panera's album Growing Up starts March 15th streaming. And if you don't know, she is a singer, actor, performer, writer uh, from Broadway's West Side Story. This is her debut album. I've already given it a listen. It's really beautiful. I'm excited to talk with her uh, more about that and let you all know because she's just a star and I'm, I'm really excited to see her work out there. And then, of course, I have to shameless plug, Assassins comes out March what? 18th. You can pre-order Now I'm telling you You're gonna want to I got the rough cut today guys I got it today
1: I'm fully alive Awake shivering Ready to go waiting for this
0: There you go so if you're looking for more things to watch, I've got those for you. So PBS's Great Performances returns with its fifth annual Broadway's Best Lineup, premiering on Friday, May 13th through the 27th. The spring lineup includes the Weston revival of Anything Goes starring Sutton Foster and Robert Lindsay, Mary Wives, which was recorded live at the Delacorte Theater, and Keeping Company with Sondheim, a documentary spotlighting the current acclaimed Broadway revival. And, uh, you know, so much commentary from George Firth and uh, Stephen Sondheim, Katrina Link, uh Patty LuPone, um, may she recover Herditor. well right now. Yes. Um, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Jen Samard is currently killing it, especially with Catherine Allison and, and Jennifer's normal role. Um, I yeah. love Catherine, by the way. I yeah. know a lot of us have been talking about Jen and we're so excited to see her, you know, filling um, Patty's shoes while um, she's away getting getting better. But Catherine Allison, if you're not familiar, is So good. She also has like her own music out, but I I became familiar with her doing Aladdin. And um, I'm just the fact that people are going to see her in that role opposite Chris Mm. Sieber. It's a treat. I wish I was there. So please let us know. <laughs> Finally, in a recommendation based on the news about Sarah Silverman's Bedwetter musical, I wanted to recommend, like I was talking about earlier, uh, a little thing about Rick Crom. So there is a documentary, which is free on YouTube, called Oh Rick, about the mm. comedy seller icon. He first performed on Broadway in 1993 in the in the uh, Goodbye Girl. He went on to do Footloose. He was in the OBC company, or the OBC of You're in Town, the musical. And then in 1994, yes. he was in the revival of Merrily We Roll Along at Encores. He's right. a composer. Loser, lyricist, and book writer for musical. the Musical. He was nominated for multiple awards for that. You know, we were talking about musical mm-hmm. last week because they're doing Vegas shows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is... On like you would not believe the career he's had without knowing his name. That's what the whole documentary is about. So, like I said earlier, if you want to become more familiar with his work, you can just pop this documentary on. It's a little over an hour. It's free on YouTube. No reason not to watch it. He's one of my um, nice. little you know mentors in my New York life, and um, I've been honored to know him. And that's my recommendation for I'm the about day. So
1: to become a Rick Crom expert, you actually are. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. If
0: you're familiar, and I hate to mention his name, huh. but if you're familiar with Louis ck's television uh, series yeah, louie i've heard of his name he, he died years ago he's he is famously um in the ground yeah, but i'll say away. this <laughs> he passed away there is actually a really pivotal scene that was developed by rick Crom in that show and if i don't mm. know if you remember it but it was called the gay poker table scene
1: where Ooh, he talked okay that's him.
0: yeah very nice yeah, so I, I recommend giving that uh, a little bit of a checkout. So it's a great show. Shout out to Rick for making it so out. great and
1: only Rick. <laughs>
0: shout out to just Rick.
1: Yeah. Oh Rick.
0: Oh Rick. Yeah, and and also Sarah Silverman is in the documentary because she's you know. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway Follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram At Broadway Radio Don't forget about our Patreon that's Patreon.com Slash Broadway Radio You can find me on All social media platforms At It's Grace Aki Ashley where can people Find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram At know This Is Ashley Thank you guys for Sitting through that We will see you later